1: Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuwana's Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: I had to get the, what do they call it? The feng shui, right? Is that feng shui? I don't even know. It's the balance of the energy of the stuff in the room. What's up, everybody? (laughs) It's been quite a Tuesday already. It's just because it's that time of year. Uh, Hopefully, you're having a great start to your week, though. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Uh, This is Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much uh, for being here today and every day. Uh, we do do this every single weekday afternoon, 4 to 6 p.m., uh, on a variety of different platforms. So I always appreciate you tuning in. A uh, ton to get to today. Uh, our guests for the day are already here. They're not going to join us until 4.30, but they are very excited to be here. We have a variety of uh, people from the Special Olympics uh, here. Um, this came about because one of the coaches, Tony Hill, who actually also happens to be my mother's next-door neighbor, uh called and he said, or I guess texted me and said, uh, we have our big Special Olympics golf tournament out at the Ranch Club this uh, upcoming week. It's on Thursday for those that uh, might be interested. 1 p.m. there at the Ranch Club. And we'd love to come in and talk about it. So Coach Tony and a variety of her Special Olympics athletes that are going to be playing golf this weekend uh, will be in studio with us. So that come, that's coming up here about 4.30. We also have uh, our... Normal Tuesday staple are Treasure State Stars. Treasure State Stars, as presented by Parkside Credit Union. Uh, The best of the best when it comes to individual performances from around the state of Montana. On an hour number two, I teased it, I teased it, and then we kept on talking about all sorts of other stuff. So we actually only got about three minutes of NBA playoffs blindside in. Uh, But we'll do that here Uh, coming into tonight. I do think that there's... Two huge Game 5s, and I think the winner will have a a firm, as is always the case, uh, after a Game 5 in the playoffs, but the winner will have a firm upper hand on either of the series, and uh, Celtics are big favorites against uh, the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. What do we think of that? And uh, the Suns looked great in Game 4, but the Nuggets 6.5-point favorites in Game 5 in Denver, Uh, so we'll break down uh, both of those games as well. And uh, I've been looking for new literary fodder for the show. If you're watching on TV, you still we you see we still have this great uh, hundred greatest sports heroes book propped up. We finished it. It gave us more than a year worth of of uh, of content, of conversation point. And so that was cool. It was very fun, very interesting, very informative, and uh, an interesting exercise. I'm trying to find something similar to that. Those of you that have been around for a while, you know I used to have our bookshelf right behind me. So you used to see how many books I had in the studio uh, to appease, you know, as we're talking about, the feng shui. But also a couple of my uh, gal friends who are uh, very keen on the interior decoration of what this show looks like on television. I know you're saying, well, they put you on there, so that already ruins the whole thing. But either way, <laughs> we moved the books off uh, to sort of clear up the... The Space, but I still have a bunch of books, so we're trying to figure something out, but I do have a couple books to grab off the shelf that'll maybe uh, promote some conversation. This book was so fun because it it basically ended in the late 1950s. Guys like Ted Williams and Mickey Mantle were uh, contemporary current athletes when this book ended, but there's still a lot. This experiment was basically the the analysis of how legends fade, uh, what legends maintain, what are the things that make legends endure, And uh, you certainly really remembered some of the people in the book. You kind of did in some of the people and then some you'd never heard of. But as Andrew pointed out, uh, there's a huge portion of our listenership and there's also just a huge gap there as well that that probably don't remember much about 60s and 70s and and maybe even early 80s sports stars, but certainly 60s and 70s. So uh, I got a couple ways that we maybe can uh, have a similar type discussion and learn together. That That's what's fun, right? So uh, that's all to say this is a uh, pretty loose, free-flowing, uh, wide-ranging show uh, because it's just kind of that time of year. I, I always go through this. It's always a race to the finish for college sports, uh, Then kind of sort of completing with spring football. We do have the the completion of track and field at the collegiate level here this weekend, the Big Sky Outdoor Championships. And I guess there will be some... Um, Uh, There'll be some that uh, carry over, but um, it's going to be interesting. I always sort of get this lull where uh, I'm trying to figure out how are we going to carry through the summer? How how are we going to get to the end of the summer? Uh, But then we just uh, dive in, find a whole bunch of interesting interview subjects, and then we have a great time. and We get to just talk to people in a much less, uh, more casual fashion and a much uh, more widespread out schedule. It's a lot easier to get people uh, to come on the show live this time of year. That That's what's fun is, you know, in the fall, in the winter, most of the time practice time is right after school. So, um, unavailable, but this day and age, uh, right now, this, these times on the calendar, uh, certainly people are a little bit more available. So big sky outdoor championships this week and, uh, High School Dragon Field Championship coming up at the end of the month. And then we're into the less sort of uh, constrictive part uh, of the sports calendar. So a lot of conversations uh, to be had. But that's why we're going to have a bunch of fun uh, on the show today. 406-888-1029 if you want to be a part of the show. Thanks so much for all of the engagement on our uh, hot topic of the last couple weeks, which has been what is the, uh, the quote-unquote proper division or the the best conference alignment for the Montana schools, um, football and otherwise. And uh, we've heard from you uh, probably more on this topic than, than any other topic. So thanks for the continued engagement. A couple texts from over the weekend. Um It's not like moving up would shut off the pipeline for Montana kids forever. That's one argument I've heard against Montana, Montana State, moving up to the FBS in football. Uh, What if the first-tier Montana kids still go to UM, the second-tier, walk on, and instead now they just go to the Frontier Conference, and in two years, if they develop, maybe they can transfer. That's an interesting thought. Uh, I do think there's going to be opportunities for Montana kids to play football at the college level, even if the Cats and the Grizz were to move up. Uh, another text from over the weekend. And if you want to be a part of it, 406-888-1029. You can call or text that number. And thinking about a possible, quote, snow belt conference, uh, we always assume it would be the Montana and Dakota schools going in together. Is there any current insight into the views the Dakota schools have on this proposition? NDSU could have moved up. Moved up oh, we talked about this one last week. But NDSU could have moved up a long time ago, but they seem to like staying in the FCS and dominating. Uh, NDSU has not had anywhere to go. and that, That's sort of the the... The uncontrollable part of this, or I guess the hard-to-control part of this, is none of this realignment would happen unless they got invitations. I just think that the Cats and the Grizz need to be considering all the factors in the ever-changing landscape of college sports. It's changing more rapidly than it ever has before. There's all sorts of new and uh, sort of strange um, unknowns that we haven't had to deal with at all. Uh, ever before and so I just think that you you can't be caught out in the cold you can't be uh, there's just so many different futures for the FCS most of which are that it's not going to be a place where uh, viable division one football programs can compete I I, I hope I'm not being too overly doomsday about it I just think that there's going to be a fracturing there already has been but the Power Five is going to continue to grow in strength with the new TV deals that are coming up and the bidding for TV rights and all that sort of stuff. There's too much money on the table for schools like USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington to just not get a piece of that pie. Well, then if those schools leave or, or realign, then what does Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State do? There's going to be moves to be made the schools from the Pac-12 they're going to have a, a sort of be on the outside looking in are Oregon State and Washington State where do you go from there if you don't have most if not all of the Pac-12 lining up and joining up with somebody else can you make it at that level in this like super 5 or power 5 or even power 4 power 3 conferences if you're Oregon State can you make it or, or do you want to go to a, a more a, a more uh, apt fit for your Uh, Ability to generate revenue And your budget And all that sort of stuff There's just so much uh, On this That's going to change It's going to change Why do I Absolutely say that With such vindication It's because We've determined That this is all about money And that's the way To chase the money At the highest level Is to align Your television revenue Because then you're just Getting a huge check And Then all the revenue You make internally can be used for other things instead of just fund the funding of your athletic department. You can cover so much of your budget uh, just by aligning with others and getting exposure from a TV perspective. Last text: Noah is now ESPN Radio. Abe, hey, been listening to the podcast all weekend. Totally agree with your take that the on uh, needing to move up, but for a different reason. We'll never be able to truly compete in basketball unless we pay our coaches. That's the other argument here too. We've been thinking about this and talking about this through a football lens. But I actually think it's the other sports that stand to benefit at an even higher level. I've heard so often since we started this discussion a couple weeks ago, well, the Cats and the Grizz, if they moved up, they would just get stomped. I don't think so. Because you could hire, like, if the Cats and the Grizz are in the Mountain West right now, Danny Sprinkle's still the head men's basketball coach at at Montana State, and Jeff Choate's probably still the head men's football coach. You tell me Jeff Choke couldn't build a Mountain West contender in either Missoula or Bozeman. He could. You tell me Danny Sprinkle couldn't if he had Mountain West resources and a Mountain West salary to keep him there. He could. The team that was going to be at Montana State this last year for men's hoops is now at Utah State. So we'll get to see exactly how they would have competed in the Mountain West. So uh, appreciate all the feedback. Keep it coming in. Uh, I love that this is being talked about on the message boards as well. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, read all those things, and I've been contributing a lot to the thread um, on MSU's message board, uh, waiting for it to hit Egris. But it's just, it's always an interesting discussion because I think there's so many details on all of it. So keep the text coming in 406 888 1029. That's also the number you're going to need to remember, uh, if you want to win some free taglieri. Now, we're, we're having um, some difficulties receiving phone calls, but you can always text that number still. So, uh, today. Uh, for Tag Tuesday, we are going to do a text to win. So keep that number handy, 406-888-1029. One last thought on the conference realignment. Uh, Montana Athletic Director Kent Haslam, uh, he'll come on and join us live uh, on this radio show tomorrow for our ESPN Roundtable at 5 o'clock. So stay tuned for that. The big piece of news before we get into play in our new favorite game called Smart or Dumb, where we take these uh, hot takes. Uh, basically bold statements um, from the Sports Illustrated about the NFL. We used to define if we think they are uh, smart or dumb. But we must at least acknowledge the news of the day. As I always say around here, when there's um, situations involving coaches or athletes from Montana, Montana State, especially in the high-profile sports like football, Uh, We we primarily want to analyze it based on the effect on the organization. Uh, We're not here to necessarily uh, debate the morality of the actions of individuals. Uh, That's not my place or our place as journalists. I think that I just present you the news. You can feel or react to it as you'd like. And then we give you the analysis of how it's going to affect the organization and, more importantly, the performance on the field. Because that's what we uh, analyze the most is... The performance uh, of the individuals and of the teams that we cover uh, here at Nuon is Now. Uh, but the news of the day is that Montana State Offensive Coordinator Taylor Housewright, who's wide, widely regarded as a rising star in the coaching business and certainly has played a key cog uh, in Montana State, and their uh, uh, very successful first couple seasons uh, under Brent Vegan, uh, the head coach there at MSU, uh, Housewright's been the offensive coordinator since Vegan's hiring, so going into his uh, third year as the OC. Uh, but Housewright was charged with aggravated DUI over the weekend. Uh, the the initial reports uh, aren't good. Montana State uh, issued a statement uh, earlier today saying Coach Housewright promptly informed the university that he had been charged with a DUI and a courtesy car he was driving was damaged on Friday. The university will follow its regular procedures for dealing with personnel matters and await the due process of the court system. Uh, due to employee privacy law, uh, the university does not comment on personnel matters. As I always remind you, you are uh, innocent until proven guilty in the United States of America, and I like to always remind people of that, And uh, uh, but the initial reports here, the initial a uh, arrest r- record here is not a good one, uh, and it's compounded by the fact that Montana State defensive coordinator Willie Matt Garza got a DUI, uh, probably about six months ago, not long ago, and uh, so there's a lot of different things that could, could go down here. Uh, we're going to wait and see how Brent Vegan, Leon Costello, and the rest of the uh, MSU organization reacts and acts on this note. Uh, but that's the news of the day. Uh, it's not a good look for the Cats. Uh, I think it's a lot of big decisions to be made. Willie Matt Garza had a one-game suspension after he got his DUI uh, in the fall. Uh, If that's the precedent that's been set and it gets reaffirmed, I think that's going to be pretty muddy waters for Montana State to try to navigate. So, um, as I said, we're not going to analyze this in terms of how it affects the program until we know what the repercussions are, Uh, but we will keep you up to date as uh, things uh, transpire there uh, in Bozeman. Nuanas now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Colter Nuanez, coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Um, okay, so let's do a couple more of these uh, bold statements from the Sports Illustrated here. We've done a lot of these, so I'm uh, trying to find ones that we haven't. Some of this stuff is, you know, this, this is the April... Uh, issues. This is from last month. So a lot of stuff has changed because the NFL offseason is in full swing right now with, uh, you know, contract signings, free agent signings. The NFL draft was just uh, two weekends ago. So some of the stuff since this came out has already transpired. But here's one that uh, proved to be wrong. So we're just going to deem it as dumb right out the gates because this just didn't happen. Uh, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson will not reach a long-term agreement. Uh, the writer says Jackson is smart and young enough to hold out if he doesn't get what he wants. A year off would make him more attractive for teams concerned about his injuries. That didn't happen, though. Lamar Jackson signed the richest deal uh, in NFL history. So uh, that that's crazy uh, prediction to think that Lamar Jackson would take a, the year off. I thought there was a lot of different ways that that might play out. I did not think that was one of them. Yeah, my original thought was that he was gonna end up playing for somebody who wasn't Baltimore
2: when they put that non exclusive franchise tag yeah, on him yeah. and, and were set to get those two first round picks, uh, sort of seemed like the uh, you know, the situation was pretty unsalvageable, but you know, as we know in this world, when that much money is involved, nothing is unsalvageable. And and not only did the Baltimore Ravens give Lamar Jackson his money. I think made a couple of really uh, good personnel moves to sort of make him more comfortable yeah. and reiterate to Lamar Jackson that that he's their guy and they want him to be successful and that the Baltimore Ravens franchise wants to be successful with him and that's not only signing Odell Beckham but you know drafting a receiver in the first
0: round. Zay Flowers out of Boston College, who was lightly considered one of, if not the best, receivers on the board.
2: Yeah, I think Mel Kuyper had him had him number one, um, and now Lamar Jackson is fired up and talking about how he's going to throw for 6,000 yards this year, which <laughs> if we were grading that one, smarter
0: dumb, y- you know. <laughs> for sure. They just kind of let him, I mean, it's always going to be uh, round peg, square hole, square peg, round hole, because w- Jim Harbaugh wants to, John Harbaugh, excuse me, wants to run the ball. And he wants to run the ball with Lamar Jackson, and that's going to put him in harm's way a lot. Lamar Jackson's at his best when he's improvising to let it rip, and I just don't really know if the Ravens are ever going to let him do that because that's just not the style that Harbaugh wants to play. So I do think that Lamar Jackson's going to be restrained and constrained by his uh, situation, but maybe they evolve and maybe just having better skill players will make uh, Baltimore's offense more palatable, more explosive, more diverse. Um, One other one from the AFC, specifically the AFC South, Calvin Ridley will have a career year for the Jaguars. I'm saying that's smart. I think Ridley's very good. Ridley is also coming off of a suspension uh for gambling. Uh Ridley was a twelve hundred plus yard receiver in Atlanta before getting uh tossed out. He uh now has uh a renewal too because he gets to go play for with Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence is by all accounts uh knocking on the door, at least, of becoming one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So uh, I think that's smart. You know, if he can put the gambling thing in the past, I think that Calvin Ridley has a ton of upside.
2: Yeah, here's what I'm curious to see with that is, is how did Calvin Ridley spend this year off, right? It's it's very right. rare right. for players to be have a full year off without, like, you know, rehabbing an injury, you know? Right. You're working back from, from tearing your ACL or something. Well, Calvin Ridley basically had a year to, to work on himself, to work on his game. He was healthy the entire time. Uh, does he come back as somebody who was even better than the Calvin Ridley that we saw in in Atlanta? And if that's the case, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably going to take another step forward this year. Certainly, I think he could be one of the best receivers in the AFC, if not the entire league. But did he do that? What did he do during
0: that year off? It's It's a unique circumstance, right? Complete tangent here. We're going to step out of the NFL and just talk about the sports gambling thing just for a minute. is now ESPN Radio. Uh, Calvin Ridley was the first, to my knowledge at least, uh, big-name guy in the NFL who got busted for gambling, and and he got suspended for it. Now we've seen a whole – well, I should say a whole bunch, but there's been several guys from the NFL that have gotten busted now, sports gambling, Uh, one in particular who was proven to be betting on his own team, so that results in a year-long suspension, right? And uh, then we have this huge gambling scandal brewing at the University of Iowa, where there's uh, dozens of people from the athletic department, both administrators and students included, that have been, at least allegedly, sports gambling as well. Uh, How big does the scandal need to be for it to be a tipping point? And is this just the tip of the iceberg, or is this a premonition of things to come, or... Are these just the first casualties and maybe this will put people on high alert and this will go away? Are we seeing the beginning of a trend? Is this only the tip of the iceberg? Or or is this just a once-off and uh, maybe we can get this thing back on the rails in short order? I can almost guarantee you that this is not a
2: once-off because what happened, what seems to have happened at Iowa was that athletes and people in the athletic department were just, were gambling, right? And I think that You're going to see that at a lot of places. You're telling me that, you know, 18 to 20, 21-year-old males like to gamble on sports when they have, you know, they can gamble on sports from their
0: pocket now? And now Power Five guys have way more money because they're getting full cost of attendance and a lot of them are getting NIL money too, so they have that uh, income. They have that the money to to waste. Yeah, and until something else comes out about the Iowa...
2: um, incidents or reports or investigation, that's what I'm sort of assuming it is, is that, you know, these guys are 20-year-old guys who are betting on the NFL right. every weekend. I, that is not, doesn't look good, but it speaks more to the prevalence now of yeah. the See, ease of gambling r- and um, the advertising that we're seeing for it constantly. The one that I think could have a real impact is the Alabama thing. Tell me about this. Oh, the, the baseball. The baseball coach where uh, the state of Ohio took all Alabama baseball games off the board, and it was later revealed that the Alabama head coach was in contact with a better Whoa. while the better was making bets on Alabama to lose against LSU before it had been announced that Alabama was not pitching their number one starter <laughs> that day uh, and was instead pitching pitching starting a guy who hadn't pitched in a month. And uh this ironically the guy was making the bets at the betting kiosk at
0: the Cincinnati Reds ballpark. Oh, which is just deliciously ironic. I mean, they got a death penalty them for that, right? Like you got to cancel the program. Well, the coach was immediately fired. Yeah, no, but like if you are truly making bets on your own team's result with insider information like who's gonna pitch and stuff I mean Pete Rose got banned for life from baseball for this I just think you especially in baseball where those sort of decisions have such a huge influence I think you gotta if you're the NCAA I think you got to make a statement you just got to completely erase the program.
2: Yeah, I think Alabama's trying to get out ahead of that by firing the guy and I I don't yeah. know if it'll be proven that anybody else I would guess if Alabama is going to investigate it the investigation will say that nobody other than the head coach had any involvement with it. But you're right. I mean, that's the kind of thing that is like a potentially a death blow to the sport, right? That's yeah, where it right. happens like it could hit the tipping point really quickly where all of a sudden like your sport oh, doesn't exist anymore.
0: Man. No, Now, ESPN Radio, I just had a terrible thought of the dystopian future that this could lead to. This is what happens when you open Pandora's box, though, people. We've totally normalized sports gambling, and I am completely complicit in this. We talk about it all the time around here. Uh, you know, I already went and put my bet in on the Boston Celtics minus six and a half for tonight. So uh, here we are. Uh, the, the, the difference is that I don't play in the Celtics game or for the Celtics. I, in fact, have literally nothing to do with... Uh, what might happen tonight? Whereas, uh, if you are playing in those games, you certainly, you certainly do. Well, let's see if we can get one more of these in before we take a break. Uh, this is our fun game, Smarter Dub. This is about bold statements in the most recent um, sports illustrated. You know what, guys? We might be done. We might, we might have gotten through all of these. I think we have. That was fun while it lasted. It was fun while it lasted. I wish there was more. Um, Do we do the 49ers? I think this is the one we haven't done. Trey Lance will start the season opener for the 49ers. That's really interesting. I thought there was so much made of that whole thing last year. People were just like in in denial of Brock Purdy being good. When's Jimmy Grable going to come back? When's Trey Lance going to come back? I, I don't know. I thought Brock Purdy was great last year. Well they obviously thought Trey Lance is great because they they traded a bunch of stuff to get up to draft him there. They drafted him with the intent of him him being their their future quarterback. So I don't know where are we at with the Niners. Well the one thing I would
1: say about Trey Lance is really black and white money. The 49ers put a whole yeah. lot on Trey Lance. They for sure. They really put a lot on the line to go get him. Were Brock Purdy I mean he was Mr. Irrelevant. I mean talk sure, about right. opposite ends of the spectrum in that regard. So you'd think that they're at least going to give him a look here in this off season. Now I would I would imagine that Brock Purdy would be your presumptive starter going into camp yep. and that the coaching staff would probably put confidence in him. But I wouldn't be shocked if Trey Lance got first-team reps. And I don't think anybody would look at that as a negative on the outside, as saying, oh, we've got a quarterback problem. No, I would think if any front office can handle that, it would be the 49ers. And that's coming from a guy that dislikes the 49ers. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff's a Bay Area guy. Why is it you don't like the Niners? Who do you like? I am I grew up a Green Bay Packers fan. Oh, I knew family that because your family's because from Wisconsin. Yeah, both that's my parents right. grew that's up right. in Wisconsin. My dad was
0: at the Ice Bowl. That's the right. Ticket that's Season right. tickets have been in my family for
1: yeah, over I mean, 50 years. The Packers
0: and the Niners have only played a couple big games over the years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> only a couple. Hey, Marty, Marty Morningwig called yeah, of one of
1: the least favorite plays of my childhood. <laughs> Owens, Owens, Owens. Owens he right. caught it. He, right. caught it. Right. he caught
0: it. That's right. Oh, man, I can't wait for the NFL to return. It was now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I promise we won't start to stop talking about the NFL, but that was a, uh, a fun exercise while it lasted. Uh, we're going to continue having fun. We have some fine folks from the Special Olympics here uh, in studio with us. Their golf tournament is this upcoming Thursday at the Ranch Club, 1 o'clock. That's all the details I know, but we're about to know all of the details right for this. Don't change the channel. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. Listening to some uh, old school Dave Matthews, some deep cuts as it were. That song is not actually even on a studio album. It's... uh, one that almost was, and then uh, they've been playing it live all around the world forever. I, I don't know why I got stuck on that, but I sent it to the guys of the trail, so hopefully they take my programming advice. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we have, I think, a record-setting number of people in the studio right now. Old friends, new friends, uh, all for a great cause. We have a bunch of people from the uh, Montana Special Olympics in studio, the... Uh, upcoming event is on Thursday at the Ranch Club. It's a big golf tournament out there. Uh, This is fun because Tony Hill is in the studio with us. She's one of the coaches here for uh, for all these athletes. She's my mother's next door neighbor, and so (laughs) we already knew each other because of that. I see Tony all the time when I go over there. Uh, But then we also have a couple of the athletes from Special Olympics, Hillary, Coulter, and Kyle. Uh, And I've known Kyle since way back in the day from uh, when I first, my very first job ever was at the Missoula Osprey, now the Missoula Paddleheads. And uh, this guy, I think, is the biggest Paddleheads fan in all of Missoula. So we've (laughs) known each other for like 20 years. So fun having everybody uh, in studio. We'll start with you, Tony. Uh, Just tell people just sort of the general uh, premise of this uh, upcoming event. You guys are Ranch Club at 1 o'clock on on, uh, Thursday. So what's what's all that goes into this out there? Well,
3: this is a culminating event for the Five Valleys. Uh, Special Olympics teams and there's uh, four different uh, groups coming from Alberton, Ronan, and uh, Polson, and our Missoula group. And there's going to be 34 athletes wow. and lots of lots of different age groups. Uh, but we'll be doing nine-hole play, as well as uh, skills, which there are six skills that they've been practicing. Cool. six basic skills of golf <laughs> that we all should know. Yeah. And they're getting pretty darn good at those skills. I I I, I think they can beat me any
0: day. Oh, I got uh, that's so awesome. I love that you guys are all involved in it. Hillary, what's your best skill? What what do you think is the thing you do best in golf? Putting. Putting, that's good. Most of us would say that's what we're worst at. So if you're good at putting, that's pretty good. Kyle, I heard you're a pretty good putter too. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How about you Coulter? What's your number one skill? Or what's your favorite?
1: Mm. Maybe uh, on the... I think you're a good chipper.
2: A chipper. Yeah. A really good mm-hmm. chipper, yeah.
0: See, that's good. If you guys are good at putting and chipping, you're better than most people at golf. Because most people, that's where they can't get uh, get it done. Uh, Tony, tell people how you guys first uh, got involved with this. I know Joe Hill, your, your husband, big-time golfer, he also helps coach yeah, well, too, Tom right? Joe and I
3: both play golf, have for a long time, but he's... he's Pretty great. He's a competitive golfer. Oh, for
0: sure. So Joe's taken my money lucky several to live times. I was out here
3: at the ranch club, and my <laughs> daughter worked for Special Olympics. And uh, there was a golf tournament at the university, and I noticed that no one from Missoula won. And I said, Why is that? She said, Well, because there's no coach.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Mom, do you know of anyone who has time and knows how to play golf? Suddenly, I was a golf coach. (laughs) Joe and I started, and uh, the Ranch Club has been spectacular. We went to them and asked them if they'd like to host. They jumped right in with both feet, and they are the uh, teachers of the athletes. We're the coaches, but they're the teachers. And these, these athletes, 14 on our team, are getting the best instruction they could get. And uh, it shows because they're all learning so much. Well,
0: that's awesome. But you have your granddaughter here too, Mariah. How you doing, Mariah? Are you golfing too?
3: Uh, yes, I'm golfing from time to time.
0: Nice. How's your game?
3: Um, it's doing pretty. We're pretty good. <laughs>
0: that's good. Well, yeah. you started young, so I'll give you a big advantage. Are you? Mm-hmm. Have you been helping out, coach, too?
3: Um, yeah. One like a few times, my grandma would be out on the course, and I would have to step in for her. So. Mm-hmm. Well, she's, this is her second year of volunteering to work with the athletes and do all the jobs that need to be done. You know, it's nice to have someone with energy to do all the running and picking up the balls and uh, helping the athletes, right?
0: Big competition out at the Ranch Club, 1 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. Hillary, what's your favorite part about Special Olympics?
3: Meeting, meeting all, the, um, everybody, all the people at the Ranch
0: Club. How about you, Coulter? What do you like about this? The good professional pros at golf out there—they're really good teachers, for sure. There's a lot of good golfers out there too. Uh, who else has been helping with you guys? As Andrew and and Jimmy and those guys been helping? Yep. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. those guys are uh, both exceptional golfers. Yeah,
3: Andrew Flickerman, uh-huh. Mackechan, and Quincy Smith.
0: Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, well, how about you? What's your favorite part about Special Olympics?
2: It's fun. Have,
0: have fun. <laughs> It, it, yeah. You've been doing this because you do a lot of different sports in Special Olympics, right? Yep. Because I remember back in high school, you were in uh, Special Olympics too, right? Yep. Very cool. Yeah. What about the What about the Paddleheads? How the Paddleheads going to be this year?
1: Jeff's going to be handsome walking. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, Kyle. Kyle, I think, has been to every Missoula Paddleheads or Osprey game for probably the last 20 years. And uh, so uh, Jeff has been to every Paddleheads game for the last two years as the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. So uh, these guys have gotten to know each other <laughs> quite well yeah. uh, as well. So it'll be fun to have uh, baseball back. Uh, can people come and watch? Or how, what's yes, it?
3: absolutely. We love cheerleaders. We, have, we depend on volunteers, and we have a wonderful bunch. My granddaughter is the youngest volunteer there. And, uh, but we have a multitude of people who are eager to help, and they come out and help score and uh, drive the carts and all that stuff and they're very encouraging and they love our athletes they're really good and jake parker is also a new coach for us
0: oh cool well uh, it's, it's all for a great cause and um this is just one of many events the special olympics put on so if you want to find out more about how you can volunteer for this or other things or you want to donate your time or financially or whatever, you can always go to SpecialOlympics.org backslash Montana. Uh, great website there. And uh, that's how you can give back to uh, all these athletes. What's your, I asked these guys what their favorite parts about it is. What is your favorite part about this, Tony?
3: But it's being with the athletes and watching them grow. Our whole point, my daughter Megan, Megan Sunday is my co-coach. And our goal is to try and let the athletes develop a lifelong skill. And I think they're well on their way. Something that they can do forever, and we have so much fun out there. They're the best people to play golf with because they are the happiest golfers you
0: ever met. <laughs> that's right. Not nearly as many uh, angry, frustrated moments, right?
3: Yeah, they, they don't do that. That's They awesome. just go on. They See, just keep trying.
0: Uh, I love that. Uh, w- usually, when I get play golf, I get mad at least once a round. So it sounds like you guys don't. What's so that's great. What's your
3: motto, great. girl? What's, can they say their oh, motto? Oh, of course,
0: yeah. What's your motto, Hillary? Go ahead.
3: Let me win. But if I cannot win But if if I I cannot win win. Let me be brave in an attempt Let Let me be brave in an attempt
0: Very good That's our athlete oath I love it Well, that's very cool And uh, happy for you guys And it should be really fun Once again, at the Ranch Club Out there on Mullen Road 1 p.m. Uh, if you want to go watch these guys, cheer them on, support them. Uh, I'm sure they always could use another helping hand. So uh, if you can, please uh, do anything else to add before we get you out of here?
3: Uh, just that uh, we're going to be ready to go to Bozeman.
0: Very cool. Week. Nice. And they
3: need volunteers down in Bozeman. If you know yeah, anyone, and and tell them about our uh, tournament. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll be there next year. And these guys are going to play golf all summer. And it's just a pleasure. It's just a joy.
0: Well, uh Congratulations and good luck on Thursday. Thank and uh, thanks so much for coming in, guys.
3: Thanks, yeah. thanks for having thanks.
0: us. Yeah. yeah. No is now. Remember, uh, specialolympics.org backslash Montana. You can also go one more backslash and just hit in donate if you want to make a donation uh, to the Special Olympics of uh, Montana. <laughs> Speaking of some individual performances worth noting, that's what we'll do next. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union, the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. Nuane is Now, ESPN Radio. Oh! It's
1: Nuane is Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: I've always had allergies, but I don't know what's going on. I have some new form of allergies now. <laughs> so don't mind me if I... Uh, if my eyes look red or I sound stuffed up, it's because I am. I got some allergy medicine though. I got some holistic herbal medicine at the uh, good food store today. so uh, we we marched through, but I, I wonder they say that though they say sometimes allergens in a certain environment they change uh, you know, every once in a while cyclically. and uh, I think there's a new one because it's funny, I had bad allergies when I first moved back to Bozeman or from Bozeman to Missoula. and, uh, then i got used to it and my, they haven't been bad at all the last couple of years and now this last uh two weeks i've just been absolutely dying so <laughs> maybe you're in the same boat i don't know uh Nuana's is now espn radio um speaking of though walking around outside in the park uh there's a new location tag larry deli i've been walking right by it often because i go try to walk the milwaukee trail right by my house as, as often as i can when the weather is nice and uh so I've been walking by Tag, and I, I've been in there, the, the new location, a couple times, and what a great spot. Here, here's a great idea for a summertime activity for you. You walk there right up Wyoming Street, right in the Sawmill District, right by the Missoula Paddlehead Stadium. Uh, put in your order online to Tag first, and take Larry you'll have your sandwich and your lunch ready for you, just right in the cooler. You don't even have to talk to anybody or nothing. You can just walk right in. You already paid for it online. Boom, you got it, and now you're going to go walk to the park. And sit there and have a, a sandwich. That sounds pretty darn good, right? Can't really imagine a better uh, Montana afternoon than that. Go check out Tag's new location there in the Sawmill District, right at the bottom of the Cognizant building. And uh, one thing you, th- you got to do me a favor though: when you order it online, you got to go to the right Tag. <laughs> if you order from Wyoming Street, go to Wyoming Street. If you order from the uh, the one that's on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins, go to that one. You just got to go to the right one, and then you'll have your sandwich there. So. You know, Just make sure you're being conscious about which one you're going to. Uh, you want some free Tagliari Deli? We got it for you. Text us, 406-888-1029. We'll take texts for the next 15 minutes, 406-888-1029, and then we will randomly select one of those texters. Uh, so hit us up, triple eight one zero two nine every Tuesday, Tagliari Tuesday, uh, presented by Tag Deli here in Missoula. Time now for our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Number one, uh, the Little Sullivan Awards are always really fun because it's sort of like this culmination of, of coming of age. It's almost always young people that are between like 19 and 23 years old. It's given out by the Montana AAU to the best- Male and best female amateur athlete in the state of Montana. Now, a lot of times, our our best athletes at our highest level of sport that's available in Montana also happen to be amateurs. There's not a lot of pro athletes around the state of Montana, uh, but it is just a, it's a cool award because it's so often won by people that have made that are from Montana that made a great impact in the state, and uh, then they're about to sort of enter into the real world, into the quote unquote adult world, and uh, the winners this year. They fit that exact bill. couple of the best uh, young people that we've had an opportunity to cover here at Nguan is now. Uh, the male Little Sullivan Award winner, Duncan Hamilton of Montana State. Uh, later on this week, he will enter his first Big Sky, excuse me, not his first, his last Big Sky Conference Outdoor Dragon Field Championship. I've been trying to align some stuff with Duncan. He will join us sometime this week. So we'll let you know uh, when that's going to occur. But looking forward to that. And then the female winner of the Little Sullivan Award, Cola Badbear, the uh, recently, uh, I guess you could say now, former Montana State women's basketball player. She will play one final season elsewhere, not at MSU. Use her final year of eligibility somewhere else. But Cola Badbear, certainly a great basketball player, first and foremost, uh, an all-big sky performer two years in a row there at MSU, uh, billing senior product, but also just a great... Uh, ambassador for Montana State University as a whole, a great ambassador for her native people. Uh, she grew up on the Crow Reservation and has great pride uh, in her lineage and also a phenomenal spokesperson for uh, a worthy cause. She has become sort of the face of the uh, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Initiative to, tr- to try to stem and, and limit and even eliminate human trafficking, particularly sex trafficking from Montana's uh, Indian reservations. To take that big of a responsibility on and be a spokesperson for something like that at such a young age and to do that with grace and humility and also be a fiery leader of your team on the basketball court and to do it representing something bigger than yourself, uh, both in your family and the background that you come from, I just think it's an all-time great story. I think it's amazing. I think that Cole Badman and her family and her tribe should be so proud of her and uh, this, this award is affirmation of that. So uh, I thought it was very cool that uh, Colobad read the uh, Little Sullivan Award on the female side. Uh, that was announced over the weekend uh, at Fairmont Hot Springs. Treasure State start number two here on Nuana's Now, the Grizzly Cross team. Uh, across the board, the Grizzly Cross team had a phenomenal uh, season. They went 17-3. and uh, they, they lost in the first round of the MCLA National Tournament, 16-14 to to Air Force. Uh, I don't profess to be a lacrosse aficionado, uh, but Jeff Savard is the voice of the uh, of, of Grizzly Lacrosse. Uh, he's he's called every game this year, and his evaluation was that the Air Force Academy is a very, very, very good team and that they will uh, certainly make a run in this tournament. And he, he said he would be surprised if they're not in the final four, if not even farther than that, by the time the dust settles. So the Grizz lose to a worthy opponent. Uh, on paper, it's a 13-seed topple and a 4-seed. But uh, when you really break it down, Air Force is hot at the right time. They had some systematic advantages uh, over Montana. But more than anything, I don't think the Grizz should let the result of a, of a single, elimin- single elimination tournament define their season. I think that their season was was special. I think it was phenomenal. They swept the PNC-LL awards this year. Uh, Tucker Sargent was the coach of the year. They had the offensive and defensive MVP plus the overall MVP. Justin Rank was both the overall MVP and the defensive MVP. So they cleaned up. They won all the major awards in the pnc LL. Most of the starters there for Montana were some form of all-conference. And uh, they played objectively, no question, the hardest schedule in the country and went 17-2 and two during the regular season. So uh, a widely successful su- season for Montana, and I think that this is a program. Uh, I think the Tucker Sargent... Who was a friend of mine, and, and I, I make no uh, secret of that. But a guy who I, I think he's he's got this thing locked in. He knows the formula. He knows how to recruit to the advantages that Missoula provides. He knows how to get guys. They're going to be going to be a high level of talent at this specific level of college lacrosse, and uh, I think this is a. Uh, Going to be the new standard at at Montana when it comes to the lacrosse program. I think that they're going to be a perennial national contender um, as long as Tucker's at the helm. Treasure State star number three, Montana State's lacrosse team. Uh, We've talked a little bit about them. They're not in the same league as the the Grizz lacrosse team. We we carry all the Grizz games on our ESPN MT app. There's hardly any crossover with the, the league Montana State's in we did cover them once when the Cats played the Grizz at Washington Grizzly Stadium, uh, but they're just a different league, so that, that's a part of why MSU lacrosse maybe doesn't get as much run on this show, but MSU lacrosse, they're still alive at the national tournament, so that's worth noting. Uh, they picked up a 11-6 uh, to 6 win over UC San Diego yesterday, and, and now they have the unenviable task of taking on the Tommy St. Thomas, winners of seven out of the last nine uh, MCLA Division II National Championship say star number four, a uh, young man who's been on this, sh- uh, who has been mentioned on this show many times, Riggs Johnston. He is a product of Libby, uh, and he's been at Arizona State for the last handful of years. And last week, he shot a four under sixty-eight at a U.S. Open local qualifying tournament at Actchin Southern Dunes in Arizona. Uh, Justin, who's currently an Arizona State senior, earned a share of second place at the U.S. Open qualifier and earned one of four spots to move on to the final qualifying. The next qualifying round, among the remaining 530 golfers competing for one of the uh, 156 spots in the U.S. Open, uh, those will take place uh, 10 sites throughout the United States, May 22nd through June 5th. There's a U.S. Open qualifier in Old Works this year. Uh, don't got it completely confirmed yet, but I, I, I can imagine that I'm going to make a really good effort to be there because I want to see that. So uh, maybe, just maybe, a show from Old Works uh, sometime this summer. Uh, we'll be in touch and we'll confirm that when we can. But there is a U.S. Amateur, or excuse me, a U.S. Open qualifier uh, and a U.S. Am qualifier as well uh, at Old Works Golf Course uh, this summer. Uh, Justin. Riggs Johnson, that is, was also honored last week as the Pac-12 Scholar Athlete of the Year in men's golf, uh, and he's just the second Arizona State golfer, to, or athlete, excuse me, to ever earn that. So he was a, a top 15 placer three times during the regular season. He also placed 15th at the Pac-12 championship, and uh, th- this Scholar Athlete of the Year is also an academic award. Um Johnson's closing in on his degree in uh, management with a certificate in sports business. So business, excuse me. So a uh, Montana kid done good uh, down there in Tempe golfing for the Sun Devils. to say star number five, uh, a guy who I've gotten to be friends with over the years because of our crossover, uh, specifically in college hoops, Uh, a guy who's around my brother's age. I remember watching him play growing up in Missoula. Uh, At Missoula, he's a good player. Uh, but then he went on to, to coach at a variety of different places. But he, I first got to know him when he was an assistant at Idaho State. Uh, but now he's the head coach at Montana Western. This is just as of last week. It's Pat Jensen, who's our Treasure State Star number 5, a Missoula Loyola alum. And uh, he takes over there at Western. He's been an assistant there for a couple of years. I'm uh, happy for him. Just happy for uh, him to get a head coaching job. And I think he'll do a great job there. Uh, he's got experience at that level in the Frontier Conference. And uh, I think he's got some foresight on to how to get the Bulldogs back rolling. The Bulldogs were were so good in men's hoops when Steve Keller was there. Keller then moved on to the University of Providence in Great Falls. And Western's been okay, but they haven't been quite what they were under Keller, which was a national elite program, program that made multiple runs uh, at the NAIA National Tournament. So I uh, will see if Pat Jensen can get him back rolling, but I do think he, he's got the vision for what it takes to do that there. Uh, and our last Treasure State star for the week, Bennett Hostetler. He is a Bozeman product. Played for the Bozeman Bucks. Then he played his college baseball at North Dakota State, and he recently just got moved up to high double A ball. Uh, he's playing for the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. So, uh, a young man from Montana climbing uh, the minor league ladder. Uh, a pass, a path. Excuse me, less traveled for sure. Uh, but congratulations to Bennett Hostetler for the uh, continued pursuit of his big league dreams. Treasure State Stars. Presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Hour 1 of the Bucks, Hour 2 coming at you. NBA Blindside, plus a new version of the history lesson. A.K.A. we're going to have some fun. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. is now, ESPN Radio.